It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back, Buck fans and RBT Nation. We are back again for another RBT live stream. Today's going to be a special one. We're going to go over the NFC South in its entirety, all the from the top of it, the Saints, obviously the Bucks, we hope, to the Falcons and Panthers. And we go over everything, player additions, coaching staff changes, obviously there's a big one on the Panthers, but all that good stuff we all want to know and to see if we will be competitive against these guys. But other than that, let me introduce Michael Pless, the co-host of RBT Livestream. Go ahead, Pless, how you been? I'm doing well, Mark. Uh, yeah, it's glad to be back on. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about the you know the best division in football. And in, in my opinion, I think you agree with that. And you know, you, you have a really good uh, quarterback group. Obviously, you know, receiver group is very strong amongst the uh, four teams. And then you got some talented running backs as well. So. A lot of good offenses, uh, defenses, you know, here and there, you know, probably. Um, but it's it's a talented group, and uh, I'm excited to break it down. Absolutely. And before we jump into that, guys, if you have any questions in the in the group chat down below, throw them out there. We'll throw it in there. Don't worry. We'll get to all of them. And then also, before we jump in, always like, subscribe, comment, do all that good stuff for us. We're growing here little by little, but it's all fun with all you guys interacting. So help us out in that situation. Other than that, let's go on to the cream of the crop of this division. who had, They've just been dominant for years and years, and we hate it because of it. The New Orleans Saints. Let's check them out first. Um, obviously, this is a well-rounded team. I mean, you look at it, they still have their star-studded guys and Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. And then they go out and add a guy like Emmanuel Sanders just to bring even more speed to an already potent offense. And then you look at defensively, or then they add Cesar Ruiz, rookie, mind you that, but they lose Larry Wardford, who I was like, that's a big boy, 28-year-old, and now you're getting a guy that's like 20 years old, going to be 21. So let's look at their offense first. What do you see in it? How do you see it developing? Do you... Do you see that Emmanuel Sanders addition is huge or pretty much are they as steadfast and they're already going to be a damn good team? Yeah, I mean, you know what they are offensively. I mean, they run, you know, pretty much a couple plays and that's pretty much all they have to do. You know, they get Michael Thomas open. They find him the football. Same thing with Alvin Kamara. So, you know, offensively, they've been one of the strongest teams over the last couple of years. Obviously, they've been competing, you know, trying to get to the Super Bowl. You know, over the last couple of playoffs, they've been you know um you know knocked out on some controversial plays i guess you could say but uh yeah i mean offensively i think they're good as they as you can get you know sean payton's a really good play caller and then they always add in like the wrinkles with Taysom hill and 
you know, they do some different things, um, you know, with Latavius Murray, Murray as well, who's a good, good addition, good running back. But yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, I think, brings a different dimension that they really haven't had. Um, they really haven't had like a number two, you know, receiver to go on. And now you add him to the mix, you know, and then you have a Traquan Smith, who's a good, you know, good speed guy. So they got some weapons uh, to work with, obviously. Um, and, you know, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. So yeah. um, it's it's going to be interesting. Offensive line, I think, is still really good, re- regardless of the, you know, right guard change. They still have really good tackles and they got a good center. Um, that can make things happen. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a tough team to go against offensively. I don't think you really saw the full New Orleans Saints, though. I don't know if you saw it. Jameis Winston's on the team. Right. He's going to push Drew Brees, and he's going to take over. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. <laughs> number two, He's number two now, huh? Yeah. Is that true? I don't know if that's true. I'm not sure. I'll say, but, I mean, guys, Jameis is there. He could just take over. It's not going to happen. There's no chance in hell to happen. Unless this dude gets hurt or based off the dumb shit he's been saying, people push him out. I don't know. But let's see. You really don't think that's going to be that big of a drop-off with Ruiz in there as opposed to... No, no. I mean, I look at Ruiz. I thought he was one of the most, you know, ready to play now. Um, I think, you know, obviously that's somewhere where defenses are going to attack, but I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, they, you know, they have James Hurst as well. It looks like as a backup, who's a pretty good, decent veteran. Um, they also have Nick Eason, who started games for Minnesota. So, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about that being an issue for them because they've always had strong offensive line, especially over the last couple of years. Yeah. So in the group chat, there's Buccaneer Bruce. He said, "Okay, so the Winston weirdos. I love these questions." He said, <laughs> "One of one and his buddy Keith No Sweat." said consistently that Winston struggled early because of the newness of the offense, but they refused to get give the same benefit to the defense. He says, am I wrong in thinking the defense struggled early mostly because of the newness of the defense? I'll let you answer it first because I have a strong opinion on that too. Uh, I mean, defensively, yeah, I mean, last year defensively, I mean, we're learning a new scheme. I thought – I thought they played pretty well throughout the whole season, you know, looking on tape. I didn't think they did anything, you know, that really put them in a bad spot. Yeah, obviously that their secondary struggles early, but you're talking about a unit that got better each game. So I'm not really going to be too hard on the defense last year because of the scheme change. And I I thought they did a lot of good things as the year went on. Can't say the same for the offense. I just saw a name and I'm agreeing on the points, but... There's a name in the group chat, Raymond Van Van Damheen. I know I'm going to mess it up badly, but this is my reaction to this. Woo! <laughs> I mean, Raymond's right. a huge, good follow, or, or I don't even know who's a follow on Twitter, but he's really active in the Facebook community. Very smart Buck fan, very smart in general. Good questions. Thank you, Raymond, for catching up, actually being able to come join the live stream. But let me get to his question after I answer this one. I agree. Our defense, we said it in the beginning of the year last year, it's, it was going to come together slowly. It was so many young pieces. It was bound to look bad early. I was surprised that they got that many sacks that early. So, yes, to answer your question quickly, yes. Because they struggled early, because they were young, it was new defense, total 4-3 to a 3-4. You had to expect that. Beef Tongue's in here too. Sup, ladies, he said. But uh, let's keep talking about the, the Saints real quick. And let's look at their... Their defense, or actually coaching, yeah, obviously, Sean Payton. 
There's a reason why they win every damn year. Their uh-huh. offense primarily run by him. Dan Campbell, an awesome assistant head coach, tight ends coach. We really liked him looking for the head coach court uh, candidacy. I mean, they're just well-rounded all around. You haven't really had many big changes that I am aware of, correct? I mean, Dennis Allen's still right. there. So, I mean, it's just a team ready to reload and refire. But let's go into their defense. Again, just well-rounded everywhere. Cameron Jordan, 15 and a half sacks last year. Sheldon Rankins, just a monster. I loved him coming out of college. David Ani Matmata, I don't know how to pronounce it, but he's, he's good. Marcus Davenport, more of a bull rusher. Their, their linebackers are very underrated. I like all three of them. I mean, where do you see the, the weakness? I mean, Janoris Jenkins may be getting up there in age. Marcus Williams is going to get better just based off of awareness on the field. Malcolm Jenkins, another badass addition they had. And Lattimore, what do you see as anything as a, a weakness on that defense? No, defensively, I mean, they have a lot of good pieces. I mean, you look at their depth. I mean, you got Malcolm Brown, who's a really good, solid player. They added Marcus uh, Hunt, who's, you know, decent, solid rotational player. So, yeah, defensively, I mean, don't really have much uh, weaknesses, as you see. I mean, secondary, I thought I think they're well-rounded. Obviously, the addition of Malcolm Jenkins, I think, is big. Uh, you look at, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I think that's, you know, he's a good player that they bring in for nickel situations. So, they got a lot of good players on defense up front. I think uh, that's where it starts. Linebacking core, I think, is pretty solid. You know, Demario Davis does a lot for them. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty well-rounded team. Um, and yeah. Malcolm Brown's your backup run-stuffing defensive tackle, nose tackle. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trey Hendrickson and Carl Granderson are your speed or hustle guys. I mean, they're, they're kind of loaded everywhere you look. Anthony Ciccolo from Pittsburgh, like, Miami boy, I mean, they're they're pretty loaded everywhere. There's not many holes. It's yeah. it's pretty nasty to look at. I mean, ouch. yeah, they've they added DJ Swearinger as well. So I mean, yeah, a lot of good pieces um, in in place. Um, again, there's areas where you can attack them, but uh, it, it's it's tough to do. Um, you know, especially. Uh, defensively, I mean, they just have a lot of good things going for them. But at the same time, they do get burnt because they are super aggressive. aggressive that's yeah. just that's just the way they play. So you got to kind of play into that and take advantage of it. But you have to be smart in how you play them because they will force you into things that you don't want to do offensively. Yeah, they are pretty damn good, though. I mean, I, just looking over it again, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, from a Did talent you... stand, yeah, talent standpoint, they are at the top top of the yeah. food chain for sure. I mean, I almost see them more deep on defense than they do on offense. I mean, offense, yeah, they have their great offensive line. And then you have Drew Brees who can just dime it to anyone. And then Michael Thomas is your true star. I mean, you know, Sanders just spreads the field. Everyone else behind them is just kind of catch it if it comes to you. Uh, And then Kamara just do everything running back. Hopefully he gets beat up again early. And at the end of the year, he looks – not like Alvin Kamara. But before I move on, I want to get to Raymond's question. He said, with Breeze, obviously his arm is declining. Is it realistic to expect them to be the top dog in the South this year? I know to be the man, you have to be the man. <laughs> I didn't even know he said that before I put that out there. You have to beat the man, but I think the Bucks are the team to do it. What's your point? Plus, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Saints are definitely the the one to go after, and like you said, you got to beat the beat the man to be the man. And uh, I think this, I think this, yeah. <laughs> I got out of hand fast. <laughs> I got, I got. 
No, I was just going to say, yeah, I think the Bucks um, are definitely in position to challenge. Um, they have the roster, you know, to compete, but uh, it, it's going to be tough. I mean, the Saints have been so close to the Super Bowl over the last couple of years, uh, and they have a top to bottom roster right now. And probably, I mean, you're looking at it, you know, objectively, they have a better roster than us, I think. So, I mean, just looking at it from every position down the line, they have a little bit more depth than we do. Um, so, they have a little bit more lenient, you know, leniency there as far as injuries go. I think if we lose, if we lose a couple of key players, then we're kind of, you know, out out the door. But uh, so it's critical for us to stay healthy. But you know, the Saints, very tough team. Um, looking at it, yeah, I mean, there, there's not many holes top to bottom, guys. Just to be honest. Um, people were saying in the chat, Bucks D over Saints D. I mean, youth wise, we're there. I mean, we're very aggressive as well. It's but just looking at the team in general, like I'm going to give them their respect. They're well-built. They're well-coached. They're going to be a hard team to beat, especially week one. So I'm not going to say it as a, a pure homer saying that we're going to win no matter what because looking at a roster like that, that's loaded. The same thing with teams looking at our roster, seeing that we have Tom Brady with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Gronkowski, Cam Brait. We're freaking loaded as well. So... I understand they're looking at us that way, but we have to give them the respects as well, considering how loaded that, that team is. Like, I, I want you to understand yeah. like how deep a team is that has Carl Granderson, Malcolm Brown, Marcus Hunt, and Trey Hendrickson as their backups. And Malcolm Brown yeah. is starting for the Patriots. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good roster, and they've done it before. We yeah. haven't done shit yet, so... Yeah. You know, you got to give them respect, and and they've you know been the champions for of the division the last couple of years, and rightfully so. We didn't even talk about Jared Cook, who's yeah. a really good damn tight end. So, you know, and you know they added Adam Trotman, the rookie. So they got some good pieces here, um, you know, to work with. It's it's going to be tough. I and I didn't even see Ty Montgomery's on their team. So yeah, I mean they're a loaded <laughs> roster. They're a loaded roster. I mean they got a lot of good things to work with. Yeah, I mean. That's what, how's the saying go? It's like the guy at the top, you got to push the guy over the top before whatever. I don't know. I, I butchered it. Raymond said it best <laughs> to be the man, you got to beat the man. That's yep. honestly how it is. And they've just dominated this division for years. So this is the, the team to beat. Other than that, any other points you want to touch on the Saints? I mean, I'm checking in the group chat. People are saying bold prediction. This is TB teams four. Colton Davis, Jamel Dean will lead the secondary in past events this year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as the Saints go, I mean, again, you know, just looking at it, they're, you know, completely coaching staff. They got everything you want out of a football team. And, you know, they're going to be hungry. They want to get to the Super Bowl. They've been so close over the last couple of years. So, yeah, they're our biggest challenge for sure. And I think they're the biggest challenge of this division for every team. Uh, so it, it's going to be a tough out. They're going to be right there in the mix of the NFC, you know, top, top rosters as far as teams go. And so, yeah, week one, we, we face them and we'll see how good we are um, real quick because they will show us. All right. All right. Before we move on to the next team, guys, if you just joined the chat, make sure to please like, comment, subscribe, do all the good stuff for us. If you haven't subscribed yet, go do it. We're trying to give out some good book content and, player reviews, player film studies, and we're going to keep bringing it week and week, week after week. So, guys, I hope you guys are enjoying it. Other than that, let's keep moving on. Uh, Rick H. in the chat said, Bucks have better receiving corpse, Q 
QB, defensive line, linebacking corps. So he gave us a lot. And then Saints just have a better running back, O-line, and secondary. you agree with that? Well, I mean, I, I, when I look at it from, you know, you, you match up starter versus starter, I, I think I could agree somewhat of that, you know, to a point. Um, but just looking at the overall team and depth, I mean, the Saints have the edge. I mean, you know, injuries are going to play a part this year. And, you know, if we can stay healthy throughout the season, then great, because I like our starters. I like our 22. But when you get into, you know, our backups, that's when things, you know, are a little bit less desired um, as far as comparing it to a team like the Saints. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, if you look at Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, sure. Yeah, those are the best receivers in the league, I would say, you know, as far as duo goes. Um, you know, it's hard to match up against those guys, but they still have Michael Thomas, who's really good, and Emmanuel Sanders isn't a bad number two. So, you know, I I would put that as you know it matches up pretty well for both teams. So it, it the Saints are just they're damn good, yeah. and until we prove otherwise, then I can't really you know say anything other other than that. Okay, yeah, let's let's get off our one-eyed monster right now. Right, uh, <laughs> stop polishing that off because yeah, they're good, but like. You said we're also sacked as well. And yeah, I, definitely. I agree definitely. with you, though. Defensive line, we're one injury away from not being that good of a defensive line. Exactly. In the middle. Exactly. And I think everyone knows who follows us, who that guy is. Right. But other than that, let's move on to the next team. That is the Atlanta Falcons. I want to start talking about them first. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they've been to the show before. We know who Dirk Carter is. We know who Raheem Morris is. We don't know who this Ben Wicca is. I don't know who the hell that is. But... They got beat in the Super Bowl by our quarterback, Hall of Famer, Tom Brady. Either way, they know how to get there. They have a freaking stout offense. Julio Jones is still there. He's probably top two, if not the best wide receiver in the league. Calvin Ridley's just getting better year by year. They add Laquan Treadwell. This uh, Christian Blake guy actually did well against us last year. This offensive line is their biggest weakness, again, still to me. You saw in our Vita Vea film study, how much he just demolished Alex Mack, Clifton Lindstrom. He just put them on skates. Caleb, they were young. They were still learning. Jake Matthews has no excuse. He's been here for a while. So I think that's where our defensive line can win. They're going to be asking Matt Ryan again to, to hold the ball, throw it deep. I think either way you look at it, they're going to be potent on offense. They're going to score points. They're not going to be out of any game. I don't see Todd Gurley as being I just a grounded and pound it, give it to him 25, 30 times a game. I just don't. He's going to get hurt. I think they're asking too much of him. But early on offense, do not sleep on them. They got a coaching staff that knows how to do it. You know he puts up points. You know Raheem Morris can make changes at halftime and get the defense better. So, plus, what is your initial thoughts? Yeah, when you look at the Falcons, you know, obviously it, it starts with Matt Ryan, you know, and this, and that's what I talked about this division. I mean, it's quarterback heavy. You got probably four of the better quarterbacks in the league, um, you know, manning these teams in this division. So when you look at Atlanta, I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan is still really damn good. I mean, he can make a lot of things happen. He throws with anticipation, and that's what makes him dangerous because his offense line doesn't have to be as good because he gets the ball out of his hands. Now, you know, with this offense and the way the scheme works, I mean, we know it very well. You know, they try to attack downfield and, and, and get things done vertically. And like you said, Julio Jones is still really, really damn good uh, when healthy. Um, and then you have Calvin Ridley, who's a very savvy 
you know, route runner and guy that can make things happen too. So yeah, they got some pieces for sure. I think the X factor is going to be Todd Gurley, you know, depending on his health and, and how much, you know, they can get out of him and what they're going to utilize him like, you know, maybe probably use him more as a receiving type back. I'm sure, you know, get the ball out of Matt Ryan's hands a little bit faster and help the offensive line. But yeah, like you said earlier, their offensive line is definitely a weakness. Um, I think that's somewhere where you can attack. You know, our defense line had very good success last year against them. So that's where I would, you know, see as their main main issue for them going into this season is that offense line. Can it be better? Can it mature and, and be more consistent? Uh, but still a really good team, you know, that can put up some points if given, you know, what Matt Ryan needs, and that's time. Yeah, that's a big if, considering how good our defensive line can be. And then, like you said, yeah. relying on Todd Gurley, I gave the point earlier, that's not a good thing to do. You just shouldn't do it. Right. I just think Matt Ryan's anticipation, like you were mentioning, is really that good and can be that big of a difference with healthy weapons. I mean, Julio Jones, if healthy, can just roast teams. I mean, he, he had a 300-yard game <laughs> against the Panthers when they were game-planning for him, so... That's tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go to the group chat real quick. Uh, Rick H. said, RBT, I was your 205th subscriber and been a Bucks fan since 1976. Thank you, Rick. And I wish I was alive then, so I wish I would say it with you. I've been it since 89. I guess that's long enough for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? So Stratton yeah. Epperson said, Todd Gurley will be worn down and beat up by the time we face him at the end of the season. And he will be a non-factor. I agree. Uh, really enjoyed your Rojo breakdown. Thank you, TV Teams 4. Appreciate it. Who's the best corner out there? Don't you think we need a vet to cover guys like Julio and Michael Thomas? That's from Alex Fox. I mean, I guess touch on that real quick before we keep going on to the... Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, I think it, it just comes down to Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. You know, those guys stepping up and, and growing into you know, what they're going to become. And I think really good players. Um, and I think they've shown, you know, definitely the capability of, of finding ways to stop those guys. I think they've shown glimpses of, you know, having success, success against them. I mean, maybe not Michael <laughs> Thomas because Michael Thomas just gets open against everybody. But, you know, I think Julio, they did, you know, they did some things um, better last year against him. But, yeah, I think it's just going to see how these guys mature. I don't think they're really going to add anybody from, you know, a veteran standpoint. I think these are our guys, and we're going to let them play. Yeah, so that's something where we've been touching on. We've invested so much in the secondary. You have to believe that they're just going to let that run. If anything, it would be, you would have had a, a veteran safety to help them out back there. It looks like they're letting these guys grow and develop together. I mean, Sean Murphy bunting in the nickel – he looks like he's a very smart guy. He's very cerebral. Dean and Carlton on the outsides. I mean, you got to let your young guys that you drafted mature and grow and learn how to cover these so-called all-stars or superstars. You can't let them think the game's bigger than it is. It's still covering the guy right in front of you. And I think the biggest maturation for our defense will be they know where they need to be now. Now they're going to be scheming and looking at the offense, seeing how the hell are they going to try and beat me? Because I know where I have to be now. I'm just wondering, we're leveraging. Why are they rubbing more on the inside? Are they going to kick it outside? Like, they're going to think more cerebral now. Now that they know they're solidified, I got my spot on the outside, I got my nickel corner, they're just going to go gel better together as a defense since the whole young group 
is growing together. I mean, it, there's no other better way to say it. And you wouldn't want to bring in someone that isn't familiar with the defense just because they're a bigger name that will just mess up the maturation of the whole defense in itself. I mean, defenses are reactionary. And if all these guys know how to react together the same way, that's the best answer right there. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's keep going on. Let's go to the, the Falcons' defense. Let's look at them there. And also, oh, let's look at their defense. I don't even know I was going to mention that. Uh, <laughs> their defense, they added Marlon Davidson, second round, who's a really good defensive end in a, for, out of Auburn. But they also added Dante Fowler, defensive end from the Rams, to go along with Tack McKinley, Grady Jarrett. I mean, this is the meat right here to go along with Marlon Davidson. He probably will win a spot in the starting lineup. I honestly think he's that good. Uh, Charles Harris as well. So they got a couple of edge rushers. I mean, he hasn't shown up much, but he will. I mean, he, he had ability in Missouri. So, I mean, they've added a couple speed edge rushers. Guys, wait for our uh, Donovan Smith video coming out soon. There's a little uh, a hint, hint. So he's going to be going up against these guys. Uh, but Deion Jones, rookie A.J. Terrell in the first round. Could have been a reach, but we'll see. Keanu Neal, if he can stay healthy. Isaiah Oliver. I don't know what they're going to do with their safety exactly, but... What do you think of their defense, and where do you see the weaknesses in there? Yeah, I mean, defensively, obviously, they've added, you know, some good pieces, like you said, up front. You know, Dante Fowler, again, a guy that can, you know, provide some speed edge rush to their team. Um, You know, with Raheem Morris, I mean, he's going to play a couple of different things defensively. He's going to play multiple, so he's going to bring some 3-4 looks, some, you know, 4-3 as well. So, they're, they got some guys in there, as you can see, Charles Harris. You know, obviously they're a little bit more athletic up front because they want to do some different things and as far as coverage and as far as their blitz packages. So looking at it, you know, linebacking core I think is is pretty solid. You have Deion Jones. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, they must have yeah. lost. They lost um, Devondre Campbell. I guess he yeah, left. Yeah, went to the Cardinals. That's right. Okay. Big contract with the Cardinals. Yeah. Only like two years, though. Yeah, that's a big loss. I mean, and they've added, it looks like they got Dion Buchanan from us. So <laughs> I see that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Keanu Neal, I think, is a big addition bringing him back. You know, they missed him dearly last year. He's a really good player. Um, they still have uh, DeMonte Crazy, who's pretty good. Um, Ricardo Allen. So they got some, you know, guys left over. Isaiah Oliver, I guess they're expecting him to take that next step. Uh, but yeah, AJ Terrell, uh, he was, he was the surprise pick of the first round kind of, I mean, didn't really expect him to go that high, but he's a good player. Um, I think he fits what they want to do defensively, but yeah, I mean, their, their main things are up front, you know, that's where they're going to have success if they do have success because with Grady Jarrett and, you know, the other guys that we mentioned, you know, that's where they have to win is up front because their secondary is going to be the weak link. I mean, that's where you're going to attack them, uh, defensively. I mean, yeah, and especially if they're going to want to be, I think that's why they got these edge rushers because they know they aren't going to be able to stop people with their corners. I mean, right. they, they lost their best corner in Trufant. You bring in a rookie to kind of step up for him. I don't know what the hell the, the thought process is in that. Isaiah Oliver has been all right. It hasn't been anything stout. I think overall our offense can take them. It's just don't sleep on them. Grady Jarrett can cause some massive havoc in the middle, and that's the closest man to the ball. And it's right in front of Tom Brady's face. So I would be very worried about him. I know Brian Jensen's good. Marpet's good. It's just still, you got to respect your point and look at what they're bringing to the table. And that's why we're kind of doing this show today. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like Tack McKinley, good edge rusher. Dante Fowler, good edge rusher. Charles Harris, good edge rusher. So it's another team that kind of built speed on the edges. I still think or we match up very well against them. A lot better than the Saints, obviously. But, again, if healthy, they have athleticism all over. Deion Jones, Keanu Neal, and Grady Jarrett, those three at each level are just phenomenal, if healthy. So I wouldn't sleep on them. And then, obviously, I kind of touched on it about their, their coaches. Dan Quinn, that massive-ass neck. <laughs> um, Raheem, Dirk, I don't care if you like him or, lo- or hate him. He knows how to throw the ball deep. I I didn't think he knew how to be a head coach, but hey. And Ra, I loved him when he was here. He was exciting, but hey, he's going to get his opportunity again. I know he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's actually some feud in the chat. Actually, I want to mention this. So people are saying how Evans doesn't kill everyone, like Mike Evans doesn't kill everyone. You hardly see him having touchdown catches like against the Rams and Colts. Evans has never been a burner. There's a reason why we didn't get Ramsey. As people were talking about corners, but <laughs> um, Mike Evans this is something I kind of want to touch on a lot of this is also like I refer to this as quarterback personality I mean James was more of a, a laser the damn ball in type of guy and Mike Evans if you want to jump balls in the corner of the end zone or fade routes you got to be able to fade that thing up there and James didn't really do that that often he wanted to laser it I mean you saw some of the balls he threw to Chris Godwin for touchdowns he was either a last option was just throw it up because holy shit I'm about to get sacked or it was I'm going to throw it as hard as I can at you and either you're going to catch it or it's going to hit the ground and I think that's the difference of what we're getting right now with Tom Brady mm-hmm. a guy that knows his players and knows how to set up every type of throw because he knows what weaknesses this defense, every defense has and if they're weak in a soft spot deep corner of the end zone fade routes are going to be there and I yeah. think he can do that I mean tight end wide receiver alike mm-hmm. anything you want to touch on that? No, I would just say Mike Evans, I think he can win deep consistently. I think he can win anywhere on the field consistently. Uh, I I think if you go back on the tape last year and see how many times Mike Evans didn't get the ball downfield when he was open, it'd be a pretty high number. And, uh, you know, his touchdowns would probably be a lot more than what he had over the last couple of years if if he had a quarterback that understood how to throw to space and how to throw with timing. uh, It'd be a little bit different. Um, and, and that's no shot at Jameis. Jameis is just who he is. That's, you know, he plays a different style of quarterback. Um, but looking at Mike Evans, uh, yeah, he can win any way possible. The guy's that damn good. Uh, I, I fully agree with Mike Evans. I think that's going to be down the road film study. We have a lot of guys to do, guys. <laughs> uh, but Raymond came up again. He said, are the Bucks going to be able to play against Atlanta? I mean, those new uniforms are going to have the Bucks rolling on the field laughing their asses off. <laughs> you know what? While you're answering that, I'm going to go look up their uniform because I, I think I posted it when uh, the Panthers talked about it. The Panthers were joking about the Falcons uniform. Mm-hmm. So what do you think yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, – yeah, I mean, when the Bucks and Falcons play, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough because they do have similar colors, so – you know, I hope, you know, we're focused on our guys and get the ball to the correct people. And, you know, same thing defensively. I hope we, you know, get after who we need to get after. So it'll be interesting to see the new uniforms, I think, across the board. You know, a lot of teams change their uniforms this season. So, you know, I, I like our look. I like how we changed ours. Yeah, you look at them there. I mean, it yeah, I mean. Looks like the longest yard. Yeah, I mean, mean machine. Mean machine. <laughs> <laughs> but, it uh, does. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, hopefully they play like in their white uniforms and we play in a red or something like that. I'm sure, you know, and usually the NFL does a good job of making sure teams don't look exactly alike as far as, you know, when they're playing against each other, as far as color scheme goes. Yeah, well, good question, Raymond. I, I yeah, think it's more, appreciate it. they will laugh, but hopefully Tom Brady's laughing because he's throwing touchdowns all over him. That's my biggest thing. Uh, J.M. Moore said, didn't Raheem take over the defense end of the last year? I believe he did. Yeah. Yep, he did. Yeah, um, yeah, they're still talking. Mike Evans, big time in the chat. <laughs> All right, well, uh, oh, we gave our two cents on Mike Evans. I guess let's move yeah. forward. I mean, let's Mike Evans more. is good, man. I mean, he just broke Randy Moss's record. So let Mike Evans be Mike Evans. The, the guy's, he's talented. Yeah, I mean, hey, he has a Hall of Fame quarterback to throw to him. I kind of touched on that with Brady's decisions and how he can throw the ball. Let's mm. see what happens now. Can it get any better? Let's see. Uh, he does drop an occasional ball. I'll be honest. He does. Like, yeah, I mean, no one tries to run before he has it in his in his hand. So he's yeah. Gonna, no one's no one's perfect. Yeah, but other than that, consistent damn player. Yeah, you can't knock that. But overall, I mean, Atlanta. I'm gonna end it on this. Do not count them out at all. Like I'm gonna say that 100 percent over and over and over going into the season as well. I mean, they didn't. Besides Marlon Davidson. I don't see any wow rookies they have. Mm-hmm. It's just, can this defense stay healthy? Because they will get after it with these guys, these younger yeah. speed rushers. But Yeah, they're going to be competitive. Yeah. They're going to be a competitive team. And they're definitely going to be one that we're going to be battling with, you know, to, to challenge the Saints. And, you know, that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. So if you would say a surprise team, it'd be them. Sure. But, all right, let's move on. And let's go over to, actually, before we move on, always... Guys, if you're on the chat, you haven't commented, subscribed, or liked, get the heck in there, guys. What the hell are y'all doing? We need your assistance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to get to 680 by tonight, so make it happen. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's, let's jump into now the Carolina Panthers depth chart. Whole new coaching staff. Let's go over that first, actually. Matt Rule, head mm-hmm. coach, coming over from Baylor. Um you're going to see all nothing but new names. Joe Brady, everyone knows that name. Those LSU's. That's that's a big get. Offensive pass caller or play caller. Pass play caller? Press pass coordinator. coordinator. There it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm shitting the bed today. <laughs> and then all these damn names. This guy is like probably younger than I am. Yeah. Jeez. This guy sure as hell isn't. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't know any. Oh, Matt Lombardi, maybe. But a whole bunch of. Oh, hey, Frank, Frank Oakham. Oakham. Wow. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Holy hell. But yeah, a lot of guys that you don't really know. He was in the, in the league. That's why we, we know him. But uh-huh. uh, He's a Buccaneer. Yeah, for a, a two cents. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is the biggest thing with uh, Matt Rule that I always want to touch on. When he was with Temple his first year, 2013, 2-10, just destroyed the team. 1-7 in the conference. Second year he got better. Third year, they're competitive. Fourth, that's... that's even keel. First year of Baylor, one and freaking eleven. Mm. One and eight for the conference. Seven and six later. Third year, he gets better. So obviously the trend is he shits the bed the first year just to gather the guys that he wants to play his defense, his offense the way he wants it. And then he just grooms them to be what he wants. So what do you think this year is gonna be under Matt Rule? I think it's gonna be a shit show. Let's just, <laughs> let's just be blunt about it. I mean, you brought over a quarterback you think you want, but you only gave him two years. Um, your offensive line, I think you traded for Russell Okung, okay, but then you traded, what, your best guard, correct? 
mm-hmm. for him. So your interior just got mangled. You have DJ Moore, who has potential out of Maryland, who could be something. You signed randomly Robbie Anderson. Didn't get that. Um, Kurt, when you have Curtis Samuel there, I, mean, I thought you would just groom these two. Now you're kind of pushing him over. You're just centered around one dude, Christian McCaffrey. That's, that's your offense. That was about it. And what did we do against that offense last year? It was just either hurt Christian McCaffrey or hold him to like 50 yards. Mm-hmm. So offensively, what do you see? And what do you see about this new coaching staff change? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, looking at it, you know, offensive line, I think they've, you know, added some good pieces. You know, Russell Okun, I think, is a solid left tackle. That helps them, you know, I think uh, dramatically. It's better than playing, um, I think it was Greg Little, um, who they had there last year. So, yeah, I mean, adding uh, Russell Okun, I think adding Matt, um, I'm going to butcher his last name, but I think it's uh, Paradis or Paradi. Um, he's really good. Uh, I like it. I like that addition. I think that's an upgrade uh, over Ryan Khalil, who was really good, but he was kind of he was you know getting up there in age and kind of slacking over the last couple of years. wasn't as productive. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, I think um, yeah, I mean offensively they're not gonna they're not gonna do much to to scare defenses. You know DJ Moore I think is a decent receiver. Hmm. Um, you know Curtis Samuel he had some big playability, but. They just don't they don't have much uh, to work with. I mean, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is a great player and he earned the contract that he got. And that's going to be their offense. I mean, they're going to run it through him. They're going to throw it to him. <laughs> so they're going to do a lot of things with, you know, involving him in the in the playbook. And, and that's I mean, like you said, that's what you're going to have to contend with and stop and, and try to contain him. And if you do that, I think you can get some pressure on the quarterback because, you know, looking at the right side, I think that's, you know, an area of weakness on their offensive line and. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting much from their offense, unfortunately, for Carolina Panther fans. Uh, it's going to be a struggle. I agree with the offense. But I'm looking at the group mm-hmm. chat. Guys, this is for everyone in the group chat. Just listen to this. Everybody love everybody! <laughs> Seriously, guys, come on now. Uh, so, I mean, there's a big argument of what's, what is what is an offense better at, moving the chains or going for the kill? And, like, they're kind of going back uh, and forth on that. Yeah, I mean, so to touch on it, I, I guess there's a lot of I mean, guys, stop angry. Stop getting so angry. I mean, Tom Brady, yes, he's the the king of dink and dunk. I guess that's what everyone likes to call him. Uh, but Bruce Arians is, he goes for the kill. He might, he'd rather finish it in one play well, than go 10 yeah. plays. There's, there's so many ways you can make mistakes in a mm. 10 to 15 play drive is when you can just finish it in five plays. A lot right. of things got to go right for you to get a 15, 20 play drive going according to how you want it to be. There's mm-hmm. so many, like, there could be flags, there could be holding, there could be, oh, a botched snap. There could be a tipped ball from the, the defensive line that ends up in an interception. We've seen so much of this shit. It could be O.J. Howard trying to catch the ball behind his damn back. <laughs> I mean, there could be a lot of things that go wrong, guys. So yeah. Yeah, I can definitely. see both sides. There's no true one answer. I mean, there's going to be times where Brady's going to throw a damn one pass for 76 yards for a touchdown probably this year. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a play where we get a long-ass seven, eight-minute, 10-minute drive because mm-hmm. Brady's just, oh, you're not going to give me the deep ball? Fine, here you go. Because they keep covering Mike Evans. So it's not necessarily force the issue of it has to be a dink and dunk offense. It has to be, oh, yeah. throw that 
fucker right up his ass. Like, come on. It's, <laughs> it's more, what is the defense going to give you? And I think that's the difference is what you're going to get yeah. in a cerebral quarterback as opposed to a guy who's just pushing it. I mean, and it's not necessarily Arian saying you have to throw the ball deep every time. Mm-hmm. There's all their yeah. options. Yeah, I, I think, and that's what people, you know, I think get a little confused with, with this offense particularly. And it's an offense that's designed to attack a defense. And it's an offense. <laughs> it's an offense that you know can attack a defense in multiple ways and there's multiple options like you said uh it's it's uh it's an offense that is very dependent on quarterback decision making and when you have the best decision maker in the league you know that's going to help you run this offense to its full potential and when you're able to see things and able to understand what defenses are doing uh pre-snap you're going to be in better position to win post snap. And so whether it's throwing the ball downfield or whether it's throwing a short, you know, this offense is going to do what it takes to move the ball successfully and score points. And, and this scheme works. I mean, we've seen it work. Uh, we've seen it score a lot of points and be effective and efficient uh, when it's not turning over the football. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can see it where it can be an argument as far as dink and dunk versus, you know, going for the big play. It's going to be a balance of both because we're going to have the right decision-making back there consistently. And I agree. And then bearing offensive line holds up, bearing our elite receivers and tight ends get open. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's just timing. And that's the biggest thing for Mm -hmm. me. we got to get our timing down. I know they're practicing little by little. And June 10th, things open up, correct? The facility opens up June 10th. Right, right. So, I mean, let's Mm -hmm. see. What happened to me? I'm excited for that. There's gonna be a whole shit ton more news coming out. We're gonna be able to talk about stuff. So mm-hmm. every Buck fan should be hooting and hollering. You should be hearing this <gasps> all over the damn place. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's move on to now. Let's look at their defense. So you look at biggest addition, Derek Brown, middle yeah. of the defense, nose tackle, going along with Kawan Short, Brian Burns, Florida State speed edge rusher. Yeah. And then you get Stout. longer. Yeah. I mean, just. I think obviously he's building through the defense, right? I mean, Gross oh, yeah. Montos, Derek Brown, yeah. Juan Short, Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, speed linebacker. I don't know how the hell they're going to fill in the hole. I don't know if Whitehead can fill in the hole for uh, Keekly or not. Obviously, mm-hmm. he can't fill those shoes, but they're just trying to get faster, bigger, stronger, everything on the de- defense. Jeremy Chin, wow, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, they got bigger. Eli Apple roast his ass. <laughs> Dante Jackson roast his ass. I mean, uh-huh. their secondary obviously a weakness. A rookie, oh please, baby, please. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, the defensive line looks young, talented. They could grow together. This is. I'm sorry, Mike Evans against that. Chris Godwin against that. Oh, and then OJ and Gronk against smaller linebackers like this. Please, just uh, that's my two cents. Go ahead, plus. Yeah, I mean, defensively, they've added, you know, obviously up front, you know, you look at it, they have, you know, a very talented group. Um, obviously, with Kwan Short, I think he's, you know, the beast uh, up there. And then you add a Derek Brown, who, so you add a, you have a very strong interior as far as defensive tackles. And then with your edge rush and Brian Burns, who I thought was very good for a rookie last year, and he's going to provide something off the edge. And then you added a Steven uh, Weatherly, who's good. I like his game. And so, yeah, and, and then the linebacking core, like you said, is, is young and athletic, um, so they can do some different things there. 
Uh, secondary is going to be their biggest weakness, and I think I, I think <laughs> I think sec- secondary is going to be their biggest issue. Uh, Eli Apple and uh, and Dante Jackson, even though Dante I thought showed some promise in his rookie year, uh, that's where I think you can expose them. Um, you know, obviously Trey Boston I think is a good safety, but then you know you you have a rookie in there as well, so. There are going to be some growing pains defensively because obviously you lost some, you know, key pieces um, that they had over the past couple of years. And then offensively, Bradbury, I think, right? yeah, Bradbury going. And so you're asking some guys to step up into some roles that they haven't been placed in, you know, before. Uh, so it's going to be different uh, in how they run things. And it looks like they are shifting more to a 3-4. I guess they were a 3-4 um, last year, but um, well, yeah, yeah. I, I believe so, yeah. So now they're shifting. I guess they're taking that, you know, to the bank now. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, it's going to be a struggle for this team. You know, just looking at the overall roster. Obviously, like you said, new coaching staff. So there's going to be new learning things that they have to get used to, and schemes are going to be different. You know, new quarterback. They don't have Cam Newton back there, so it's a whole new dynamic, and how they're going to utilize everyone and. So yeah, I think it's it's going to be trouble uh, for Carolina. Unfortunately, um, I think they'll be still competitive. I just don't think they'll finish games, and that will end up you know hurting them as far as record wise. I mean, think of everything you just to sum it up. What you just said: mm-hmm. you get a new coaching staff, new head coach, new vision. Yeah. To go along with a new quarterback, right? That's going to have to learn this new system. Who's, I guess, it's Joe Brady, the same kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Because he obviously came from the Saints. So in that fashion, okay. Either way, he has everything to learn. New weapons, new offensive line. His offensive line's not anywhere near as good as the Saints was. Right, right. And then you look at the defense. They just lost their best cornerback. They lost their best middle linebacker. And now they have a new influx of youth on the defensive line. But they all got to learn a whole new goddamn defense. So I don't know what the hell you expect them to do. I honestly think it's going to be prototypical of what the Matt Rule trend is he's going to suck yeah. ass that first year I almost struggle. think he's going to try and struggle but they're going to try and make it aggressive and literally make mistakes at full speed is what he's going to say mm-hmm. let your athletes work and we'll learn on the go and it's pretty yeah. much how they got to do it they, they shit the bed let's come up later in the later next year or the year after but I mean, they, they just to me they don't have really an identity at all right now Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the Carolina Panthers in a in a nutshell. Yeah. And I hope they they go two and fourteen. <laughs> uh, before we go on to the next subject again, again I'm gonna post it again. I know you guys are probably getting annoyed by this, but RBT Robux talk like subscribe comment help us out, guys. You know what to do. If you haven't liked the video yet, and you guys are chatting it up all in the group chat, go ahead and just take two seconds of your life. Hit the like for us. Hit it for Pless. Of all people, <laughs> hit it for Pless. Uh, but that's actually the, what they're talking about. Um, he says, TBT, look at every loss. Oh, I guess they're talking about the Mahomes and 49ers things. And again, J.L. Moore mm. said, Carolina in a toilet bowl. I, I agree. <laughs> but got, yeah, guys, move off of the, the argument of Mahomes and Drew Brees and Tom Brady, that, that stuff. Come on, guys. Let's... Let's just progress forward. Uh, but this is something kind of cool that I saw, I guess, ESPN's doing because there's nothing else to do because nothing on. 
They redrafted the NFL with 128 picks, foundation players across all 32 teams. And then I scrolled down a little bit. I laughed at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it said, what about the other 20 stars for each team? The rest of the starters' rosters are made up of average-level NFL talent. The first name I saw was Donovan Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Identifies as players such as Donovan Smith, Harold Landry, and Malcolm Butler. I almost want to <laughs> screenshot that and send it to Donovan Smith, see how he feels. All right. That's that. Malcolm Butler, he was a, wasn't he a Super Bowl MVP? He what was a key part, yeah. Well, well he's a he's a uh, average player. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to just go over Tampa Bay. So obviously they they took Tom Brady yet again. <laughs> nice. So looking at their three or four round mock draft, do you like it? Do you hate it? What do you think that's of a, it? Would you take this quarterback that's, first? That's, that's forty three years old though. That's uh... Jenna Lane. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I probably would have went a different way. Um, I probably would have waited on quarterback because there's a lot of good ones in this league. Um, but that's a good roster. I can't argue with the picks. I mean, Brady's good. Kamara, that's a hell of a tandem right there. And then Chris Jones, I think, is fantastic. And then Kenny, Gall- then Kenny Galladay, I mean, I think he's underrated. He's a really good playmaker down the field. So, yeah, I mean, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I, I think she's just still – so excited over Tom Brady coming here because you don't yeah, I mean, build a franchise. Yeah. I mean, she says it right there. I wanted a proven quarterback yeah. versus potential, and that's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> hey, touche. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try and find the actual draft while you discuss this, but someone asked chances mm-hmm. of Freeman being signed by the Bucks. Uh, uh Yeah, I mean – yeah, there's been reports, uh, and then you know Devonte came out, you know, saying that he would be interested. But I just don't think the Bucks have really tried that hard as far as you know going after him. I'm sure they've talked with him, but you know it, it comes down to money, and the Bucks don't have a lot of money right now, and and they still have to sign their own draft picks, and you know they still have open roster spots for you know veterans. They say they might want to add as the season gets near, so. There's going to be some moves made, I, I still think, you know, to create some cap space, whether it be restructuring contracts or letting someone go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Devontae, I, I would like to have him here. I think he'd be a good addition, but I just don't feel like it's going to be something in the cards right now. Yeah, yeah, could, I don't know if you touched on it. His little tweet about, oh, stop being yeah. in the media. Right. And that kind of says it there. Those are going to be rumors. Everyone's going to want to say something or report it first. That's why I really don't like this media crap of pushing things out first. And, oh, I said it first. <laughs> okay, once it happens, it happens. I, I know they get really, like I say, butthurt. They just mm-hmm. get really sensitive with the subject of, oh, but I said it. Give me mm-hmm. my credit. Okay, okay. I know you yep. get your leads and stuff, but it's more... But I guess if that's the name of the game, if you're media, that's what you got to do, correct? Mm-hmm. But but this new day and age of media that or Twitterverse or YouTube world, people think that they're what? What is this word I'm thinking of? Fake media or what is it called? It's like the outsourced mm-hmm. fan media. I don't know what the hell it's called, but they try yeah, and fringe, push fringe, fringe media, fringe, yeah. fringe yeah. media. That like, oh, this is happening. I hear rumblings. <laughs> I, I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but JL Moore said, "Stop yelling at me, Mark. <laughs> Sorry." <laughs> um, 
Let's keep going down the line. I know what weapons we have, and I'll take it on faith that Brady will live up to the hype after 18 playoffs and nine Super Bowl appearances. Jeez, yeah. Damn, that's awesome here. Um, Jay Elmore said Gallimore is good is good if Stafford is healthy. Healthy. Agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. Stafford looked amazing in his first few games before he got hurt. Uh, he would be gold. Alex Fox said he would be gold catching for Brady. Catching the ball out of the backfield. Talking about Freeman. Um, let's see. Touch on the tweet. Jay Elmore said he was available prior to the draft. Don't think they draft Bond in the third if they think there's a shot at signing Freeman. I agree with that too. Still, a pass catching veteran that can have an elite effect or immediate effect on the offense, I think is something to value. And I think there is a way to fit him on there. It's just, do they want him? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Alex Fox, Fox touched on it again. He said he's desperate for a team. No way he's going to sit out the air. He's not going to. If not, <laughs> Fox, who else signs him? Uh, I mean,. We will see. I mean, it just depends on, again, it comes down to contract and, you know, two teams to, uh, or two sides, I should say, to two tango. Two teams to tango. Yeah, two teams to tango. <laughs> yeah. Devontae, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I think Devontae is obviously inter- interested, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it comes down to, to price. Um, so this is a really good point right here. TV Teams 4 says, I think fans are severely underestimating this team. We all had our concerns going into last year with SMB, Sean Murphy Bunting, obviously, Jamel Dean, Devin White, and Scotty Miller. And yeah, I agree with them. I, we're underestimated, but we're also really getting a lot of hype. And that's something we're... Yeah, I wouldn't say we're underestimated. I, I would say we are getting enough attention right now i think espn is definitely hyping us up i think you've seen guys out there that have said we're gonna win this division um so we're definitely getting some respect and i would actually like it the other way i think we should be under underestimated because we haven't we haven't proven anything so i i would rather see us you know not be talked about um but you know with tom brady on this team you're gonna get attention you're gonna get national media and the Bucks are definitely getting that, you know. So I, I hope they take it the right way, and I, and I think they are. They're going to let it fuel them, and I think this team is ready to, you know, take that next step. But we have to wait and see. Um, they have to go out there and do it, and we just haven't seen that yet as Bucks fans. And we know that feeling of here we go again, yeah. <laughs> you know. So we gotta we gotta wait and see and, and see what happens. But uh, I, I'm excited, and every fan should be excited. I, I think there should be no you know, hate in this group chat. There should be no arguments. Let's let's be excited about this team. Absolutely. Um, the past is the past. Um, but at the same time, we got to go out there and get it done. And I mean, I fully agree. There shouldn't be hate. I mean, you should look at it this way. We could do both. We can do the, yeah. the dink and dunk. We can do the blow it off the top. We can do both. Brady doesn't yeah. have a weak arm, okay? He can make every throw. Don't worry about that. We have every weapon that can make Mm-hmm. any decision we don't have slow guys we don't have just big guys we have everything right and that's and, what and i think guys, he's saying underestimating so yeah there is, the talent yeah. is there it's just we got to u- utilize them and attack yeah that's, absolutely that's and and guys we're we're going back in the tape um you know weekly and we're looking at these guys we're adding you know more guys to the film study so when you're looking at this offense there's a lot that 
this offense can do. It's not just down the field. And I think we're going to show that as, as the weeks go on and we get closer to the season, we're going to see how diverse this offense is. And it's very productive uh, when, when cor- correctly That's used and, and used the right way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's true. I mean, Absolutely. But I mean, this is the good part of us doing these film studies, guys. So like, I'll look at, I'll key in on one guy to see if they are really that good or if they're shit in the bed. And once I look at different perspectives, so I'll look at it from a wide receiver perspective, look at it from an offensive lineman perspective, but it's the same damn game. And seeing, okay, well, this is why it got messed up. Mm-hmm. Because something got, the timing got thrown off. Or just he didn't step up forward. Some little things like that. But the thing is, I'm also seeing the route trees that they're running. It's not just four verticals every damn time. You're seeing right. diverse, like just everything you want to see. A short, medium, deep. You're, you're seeing a lot on this defense or this offense. So just get excited. I mean, Tom Brady's your quarterback. And like he said it earlier, it was 19 playoff or 18 playoff appearances and nine Super Bowls appearances. Jesus. In 20 years. That's, <laughs> that's just good. amazing to me. Yeah, that's outstanding. Um, but uh, before we leave, there's a couple more things. Brady is the smartest quarterback in the league. He will pick apart the other defense. That's Agreed. SM down H9. Yeah, 100% agree. And then uh, Raymond, one more time. He says two players they could redo deals on to free up cap space is Rob Gronkowski and Shaq mm-hmm. Barrett. And Raymond is badass in Facebook on the uh, the cap space ordeal. I will 100% endorse Raymond on that. He was schooling us on that. I was like, what the hell is – you tell me. Where do I carry the zero? And But he's, he's good with that, so – yeah, Gronk has $10 million for one year. If he wants to stay with Brady for two years, restructure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Shaq, let's see. Long term, but a little bit less. So things could be made. Because uh, he made that point about they may want Freeman, but they don't want to have his price. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, that's simple answers right there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, other than that, guys, we've been running over the hour. It was awesome in the chat, guys. Thank you for contributing. Mm-hmm. I know there's a little bit of arguments here and there but it's all good and fun it's good debate yeah we appreciate it that's how you debate yeah right? we're just giving we're giving you guys a hard time yeah. now keep it up yeah just keep yeah talking away whatever you guys yeah. want to say bring it but keep bringing all the good stuff other than that one more last time like comment subscribe i hope you enjoy the show with all that said guys go bucks and have a great night go bucks